The reading we heard by Carolee Sanchez was an essay written in 1993. I'm struck by that when I listen to the words and realize just how relevant it is today. In 2015, as a seminarian, I met a young lifelong Unitarian Universalist, Elizabeth Mount, then my classmate and today my colleague, Reverend Mount was one of 13 Greenpeace activists who temporarily blocked shell oil from sending an ice-breaking vessel to Alaska ahead of exploration for oil. Reverend Mount, one of two Unitarian Universalists on this mission of 13, achieved this remarkable feat by suspending themselves from the St. John's Bridge of Portland, Oregon. We're talking 120 plus feet above the air, hanging, dangling in gear that they carried up themselves for over 40 hours. Mount is quoted in the UU World Magazine winter 2015 issue in response to a question about connecting this action to their UU values. Mount said, well, it's a covenantal religion and that combined with our principles means that especially for people who grew up UU, we see ourselves in relationship with the natural world and therefore responsible for our interactions with it and for being protective of it. When I thought about what story to open today, today's sermon with, I remembered Mount for being the first person I ever met who did, in my eyes, such a courageous and frightening thing as an expression of their deeply held beliefs, putting beliefs into action, righteous. More recently, all around the globe, hundreds of thousands of youth participated in a school strike on March 15th. I would be remiss not to recognize Greta Thunberg, the youth who started it all in Sweden, beginning this initiative last year demanding world leaders take immediate action to save the planet for their and future generations. But closer to home in Salt Lake City, high school senior and yes, Unitarian Universalist Asha, Asha Pruitt co-organized the strike at the state capitol. Pruitt, and this reminded me of Mount's words directly linked action to values, saying the first principle of Unitarian Universalism, of the inherent worth and dignity of every person or every being is core to this movement because we have to respect each other and our children and their futures as well as the land we stand on. She went on, the earth itself has inherent worth and dignity the earth itself has inherent worth and dignity, and that needs to be addressed. Next week, Unitarian Universalist Sandra Dunkel 
will facilitate our religious exploration discussion on faith and stewardship of the earth. We aren't going to see, I don't suspect, Sandra suspending herself from a bridge. But this too, this ministry of giving our time to study, to share, to listen and explore locally feasible options together is also strong testimony to Unitarian Universalism's Unitarian Universalism's commitment to environmental justice. It is a mouthful. Our values drive us individually and collectively to explore both the problems and the challenges and the solutions at every level, per household, per neighborhood, per city, state, nation, planet. This is why mentioning carbon footprints, ethical eating, and anti-consumerism, just to name a few, are readily recognizable terms in most UU circles. It's true. I remember at a General Assembly, and for anyone here who is not familiar, General Assemblies are our association's annual conference. So at the 2014 General Assembly, maybe 2015, I met a man who told me, turn off your gas and electric right now. And he meant it. He meant as soon as I got home from General Assembly without worrying about how else I might heat or cool or cook or bathe, turn it off. He meant it. And I believe he had done it in his own home. He said if people really, really wanted to, really valued it, they could choose right now to live without these things or to modify their lives accordingly. Now, I admit that was a measure I could not see myself taking. But the point is, everywhere we meet Unitarian Universalists, caring for Mother Earth is recognized as top priority. Because we care, right now at our virtual fingertips, we have religious exploration curricula on climate change itself, learning or reviewing the science and realities of it, and more. We have at our fingertips lessons on ethical eating, going green sanctuary for congregations who own their own building, understanding our place in the web of life, just to name a few. So that's a broad stroke I've painted with a few specific stories of Unitarian Universalism's activities in solving or attempting to solve this global crisis of climate change. I encourage everyone here, if you're free next Sunday at four o'clock, come back for the Religious Exploration Forum that Sandra will lead. Now I offer my own perspective on how environmental justice ties into the specific Unitarian Universalist community. And I wrote a little bit more here and I took it out and I put it in and I took it out. But I think right now I just wanna get real for a moment and say when I first came to this fellowship, I was charged with the task of helping the fellowship 
uh, find its identity, explore its identity, and helping this fellowship to make itself more of a visible presence in the greater community. Now, what I brought to the table with those tasks in mind and just also with where my heart in ministry is at, what I brought to the table was a deep, deep conviction that the way to do all of these things is through relationship building, through being in the public and showing I care about you every bit as much as I hope you will care about me. And the same goes, take out you and me and insert this organization, that organization, this neighborhood, that neighborhood. The caring has to flow best ways, both ways. And it best begins with me believing this to be so, leading, leading with that, coming in and saying, I'm here to listen and learn, right? And so I took that in and out, not sure exactly how it would play into the rest of what I wanted to say to you, but relational theology, relationship building is key, I believe, to answering any of our world's crises. And I do believe, just like so many have said, climate change is the number one challenge of the 21st century for humankind. Our ability to live, to afford food, to have clean drinking water, to breathe clean air, is inextricably part of life's web on this one earth, as Reverend Bellatini talked about earlier. Drought and rising sea levels alike mean global displacement of people. And I mean hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Loss of millions of plant and animal species. Death of millions of humans. Locally, it can mean ever-widening disparity between the few who can afford the rising costs of living in a world that is sustaining us as best it can, even as we are damaging it. Yes, this is the challenge of the 21st century. And may the spirit of life bless the hands of our siblings, like Sandra Dunkel, who's coming next week, like Linda Engel, who hosted the Solarize Pocatello event last Wednesday evening. On and on, let's have blessings for these siblings who tackle these challenges in the most direct way possible. And I say to you, even as this is the foundation that I would urge us all to ground ourselves on, I would also suggest that in this world of so many needs and so many interests and differing uh, pulls, the push me, pull you constantly, the barrage of is it education, is it gun violence, is it uh, voter rights or disenfranchisement, it, on and on. If we are to say and truly believe that environmental justice is a key 
issue of the 21st century. Who's going to hear us until first we come out of our bubble, our comfort zone, and we cross the street and we go to our neighbors and we find out with open hearts what is keeping you awake at night? Can I hold that with you? Until we leave our comfort zone and we meet people where they are and we say, what are you celebrating? What is giving you joy? And we find out, oh, my daughter's getting married this summer and we love her fiance. Oh, my partner just got a brand new job and we think we're going to be able to buy a house next month. These things, until we have that kind of intimate sharing and connection, whatever we're grounded on means nothing. We're going to continue to go in to the tiny groups where there's three people that we have seen at the last 50 meetings on the same subject and maybe two other people. It takes this relationship building, this true caring to make life sustainable for all. I went off script and preached from the heart. And that truly is my complete message to you today. The work that we're doing is beautiful and messy and risky sometimes, but it requires all of us to let our passion and what we know is right guide us and pull us, even sometimes against our better judgment of what might be the safer, easier path. And let us be pulled, guided, pushed, hand in hand into community so that together we can build a sustainable future. May these words land gently where they may. Blessed be.